0: He's got it, rolls left, looks, looks, nowhere to go, Stafford fires, Enzo. so caught, touchdown Detroit line. whoa, baby, what a throw by Stafford, and what a job by Marvin Jones to get both feet down. He looked for all the world like Stafford had nowhere to go, but he found the smallest of openings and turned it into a touchdown. Welcome back, everybody, to another Motor City Misery podcast. My name is Donovan, and today I am riding solo. It is a Wednesday night. Um, Been pretty busy today, so we had to push it back a little bit. No Gavin today. He's on vacation. Um, And no video last week because I had complications with the good old COVID. COVID? I didn't get it. It I was around it. I learned if um, somebody... I uh, knew had it, and um, I just, you know, quarantined for a bit, tested negative, so we're all good, we're back, but here we are today, last podcast of the, um, of the year, of this really weird, forgettable year for all of us, I'm pretty sure, um, sports-wise and personal-wise, um, but today we're going to, you know, talk about, uh, first we're gonna get into these lines in a in a second here. And I've learned something. I think I've come to an agreement with myself about something the line should do, and I think everybody should come around to this. I this this is the priority for the Detroit Lions of the future, and I think everybody should agree with me on it. And it was settled after I watched these last two games. Next we're gonna get in some Pistons basketball. Um as they start out on their 0 4 season. And we'll talk a little Michigan State hoops after. Talk a little bit of Michigan State hoops we have some time. So um, let's dive right in. What am I thinking about the Detroit Lions? Obviously, we have had a terrible year again. And, you know, it's going to be week 17 versus the Vikings. No Delvin Cook, but I'm fully expecting the Vikings to just rolled over us, as I think a lot of other people do. Um But I've come to conclusion on something. I was thinking about it. And I was thinking, why are people thinking to get rid of Stafford after watching these abysmal performances on defense? The conclusion I came to with that is the Detroit Lions need to go all defense next draft. Now, it's probably over-exaggerated. Probably take an O-lineman probably later around. Or, you know, who knows? With Marvin Jones probably leaving as he didn't commit to the Lions next year. He said, we'll see um, today in a report. Um, yeah. This defense is just absolutely horrific. I think everybody knew that, but like it really is. And it's not just the scheme. And it's never been always about the scheme. It's about the people playing on that field. Um, guys, these 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 guys are not good together. I mean, they might be okay players themselves, but this has shown the lack of incompetent consistency from this team. And what I mean by incompetent consistency is that they'll make a good play, but they won't learn from it. See, my problem is, is that these guys these last three years, this defense has not gotten better at all. And it starts with the coaches, obviously, and we got rid of Patricia. But also, it might be the players themselves, and that's, I'm Quinn. and, you know, we got rid of half the problem. But these guys, man, I mean, they just, they have not done anything right. <laughs> I, the, the draft, from the draft picks to the guys we brought in, it's just not been good. We let up 40 points against the Titans. I mean, the Buccaneers game wasn't even a game. I mean, that was absolutely embarrassing. The first drive, the first drive of the second half. I mean, it was. You know, it's bad. When, but also, I kind of, I kind of like how Bevel kind of connected with us this last weekend. He said he watched it through TV and felt helpless. And that's how we all feel every week. I mean, I don't care, but like you you know I, I don't care like what the record is, obviously I haven't cared multiple weeks. I mean, going back way back in the year, but like I've <sighs> gave my credit where credit is due earlier in the year and all that, but now now like after I felt helpless after multiple weeks and having a coach the head coach of this team feel that way. I think he can finally understand what we've been watching on TV this past three years. Helpless. And it's because our defense can't make one stop if their lives depended on it. It is like like middle school football out there. They run one defense. They run one defense. Okay? And they're not any good at it. Okay? It's the worst team in your middle school football league. You know you're going to beat up on them. Hey, we're going to get the second guys in today. Second guys play pretty good. Oh, the confidence just builds up for that team. Meanwhile, us. What a smoke show. There's one player I could probably say that I could pick out on this team. One player. Romeo Cora And he... And what's sad is that he has almost 50% of our sacks. Did you know that? We have 21 sacks this year. We're ranked 28th, by the way, in the NFL. And we've addressed this multiple times how pass rush has been an issue for this team. But we won't get into that. Um, he has nine of the 21 sacks, I believe. Nine or nine and a half. One of the two. And it, it just makes you think if Romeo Cora sat out a couple games, if he was hurt, would this team even be... Would it be worse? I mean, it it, it is. It would have been. So to go back and this is, this all just circles toward my conclusion that we need to go defense because, let's be honest, do we really need a quarterback? Think Just sit down and think about it. I know people want to move on from Stafford. I know they want him to go somewhere else and play and win. And I'm on that train too. And some people, he just plain sucks and he just wants to leave. That's okay, okay? They haven't done anything with him in 12 years, so that's understandable to think that. Me, along with you, wants him to go somewhere else. But he can't next year, plain and simple. And besides, where are we going to move him? Where are we going to move him, guys? He's a big – he's a decent contract. This isn't the NBA where you just move contracts. These guys are – these are 53 guys in the team plus practice squad players. Okay. NFL contracts, they don't just take them like that. It's not like Russell Westbrook going to the Los Angeles Rams. Okay? So although people want a quarterback, this next this next upcoming draft, we have to forego it, guys. We need to get a stud on defense. We need to take a shot. We need to get a pass rusher. We need to get a linebacker that can tackle, that can read the hole, that can read a counter, that can read a pull from a guard, that can read a sweepback block. I mean, I it just – it's frustrating when your linebackers can't do the common linebacker things. Fill a hole, read your gap, read your assignment, and, God forbid, play sideline to sideline because we don't have any of those guys on our team. We don't have any of those, I like to call hybrid players. We don't have guys that can go in, rush the QB, read a gap, drop it back in the pass. We don't have one of those. We have one dimensional guys on our team. We have one dimensional players. Maybe a couple can do here and there, but we got one dimensional guys. We need to go out and get that stud. It's just plain. We need to start going in the right track. And I think if we get, you know, hopefully Lewis Riddick. Who says he wants to keep Matthew Stafford? And I think that's probably what other GMs think too. Why not keep Stafford? Your defense sucks. You need to draft defense. And I think it's understandable to think that way, right? Why not? Your bottom three defense in every single category there is. Okay? You need to do something there because you're – Bevel has shown they can put up points on offense. They got a young stud in DeAndre Swift. Hopefully they bring back Galladay and you got a Pro Bowl tight end. You got a decent offensive line, too. You got probably the best center in the league. Maybe. He's, he's got to be top five. You have to you have something, something there on offense. Okay. You probably bring in another receiver this offseason or draft one. You probably bring back Amon for another one year deal, maybe, just so just so you can have a slot guy. Or you can put in Cephas there. You know, wherever you feel comfortable, the offense doesn't matter. Your defense, defense wins games. Defense helps you compete. Defense helps you stay in games. And that's why the Washington redskins excuse me, the Washington football team. My bad. The Washington football team has competed in games they probably shouldn't have competed in and probably won games they shouldn't have. And they have an okay core. They have Alex Smith, 37-year-old, one-legged Alex Smith, going against undefeated Steelers and beating them. It doesn't matter, okay? Your offense, okay, if you got decent guys on offense, you'll find a way to score. That's how it is. Defense wins games, guys. Look back this year and the last few years. How many turnovers has this defense had? How many turnovers for a score? A pick six, a fumble six, you know, pick it up, scoop it, score, right? How many turnovers will be created? Right? You can't think of many. I mean, the only one you can probably think of is Quandre Diggs. The first freaking play of the year. Three years ago. That's why we need to go into the draft with a defensive mindset. You need to pick up some guys from free agency. I, I think you go get Clowney. And probably trade him. You get... I think you can sign them to small deal, trade them, get picked, get more picks. Get somebody like that, right? Teach the people the ropes. Hey, I'll see ya. You're going to go get paid in after this, so it don't matter. You got a couple free agents coming out that we can get. This team has lacked a pass rush for years, years. And that's why our corners, it doesn't matter who we draft, Okuda. I didn't want Okuda. That's why it doesn't matter who's back there. They'll always get burnt. Because you got guys back there having eight seconds to throw the ball. Guys, you can't – it doesn't matter if you're the best corner to ever play a game. You can be the fastest guy ever, okay? Once a wide receiver is done running his route, it's free game, okay? He'll juke to the right, juke back to the left. You don't know what he's going to do. It's not no route anymore. You're not thinking you have no inside leverage, like, on a snap or anything. Like, it's, that's all out the window, Defense has to be the priority for that first pick. For that second pick, for that third pick, I'd say all the way through the fifth round. <laughs> that's how that's how bad I think it is. Besides Romeo Okora, you can't think of anybody on defense that's gonna stay not named probably Jeff Okuda because obviously rookie didn't play much last year, but that's where I'm at. That's where I've come to a conclusion. And I don't care if you agree with me or not, because if you don't, then you're, I don't, you obviously don't watch all the games then. Think about it, please, before you say, oh, we don't mind. We can still drop a quarterback. No. We don't need to. And you know that deep down, we don't need to. Why? Just keep Stafford for another year. Even if he's so bad, if you guys think he's so bad too, we won't win that many games. Right? We'll have a young defense. Probably almost the same year as this year, but probably a little bit better. Who knows? Who, depending on who we bring in, how he does, and what other people come in. Probably get a decent pick again. We'll probably get more defense when we, or, or get the new quarterback that you want. You can always trade up all that, use your assets, save it for next year. I mean, the year after this next draft, and let's go get our defense. Let's move on to our Detroit Pistons. The Pistons, as of last night, against the Warriors, are 0-4, kind of what we expected. Um, they're young. The chemistry's not there. Not yet. Again, they've only been practicing for less than a month now. you got young guys in there with vets that are coming in. You can just tell it just looks shaky, unorganized, sloppy. They may have had some sloppy turnovers, Um, I, it, and it's expected. You know, it's not like – it's not like where you, where you play these other teams where – um, who have they played already? Who have they played already? I'm trying to think. Warriors, Tim, like Timberwolves got some guys that have been on there for, you know, on a safe team. They've already played with each other. Um, Who else they play again? Golden State, well, obviously Golden State – Has the best shooter of all time and some guys that have been on that team. Jason Wiseman, though, very impressed with him. I like him. I think he's going to be a really good asset for that team. I think they're going to be really good next year. I think it'll be title contenders next year when Clay, Draymond, and him are all back. And especially if A. Wiggins is playing like that and Kelly Oubre, is coming off the bench. It's a nice little squad there. Um, The Hawks, a bunch of vets, young guys, vets, high tempo people. Um, and then, and that's just what's going to happen. But to move on to probably the most important part of the team is probably Sekou and the young guys there. And we'll throw in Josh Jackson and Jeremy Graham. But first let's talk about these rookies. These rookies obviously haven't shown much. Sadiq Bey, eh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Nice little pickup at 19. Okay. I think he could be more. He looks like he wants to create his own shot. That's good. He'll develop that. Okay, He's got to get, again, less than a month. Got to get used to experience here. Got to learn the tempo. Got to play with it. But he has a good shot. Different, but it's a good shot. Looks like he knocked down his three-pointers. I also throw speed in there, too. But Svee, he's off to a uh, strong start. He was like two for 18 before going into yesterday's game from three. But I still expect him to shoot the ball well. He shot over 40% last year. One of the best in the NBA. Also, uh, well, Seku. Now, a lot of people are talking about Seku. A lot of Pistons guys. Pistons Twitter. Pistons fans. Seku is still very raw. He is, I mean, he's shown a little bit. He's shown flashes of how, what he can do. I don't know if we're expecting too much out of him, though. Guys, he's going to be okay. Okay, he's going to be okay. But, again, if he's – Dwayne Casey not going to throw him in there, throw all these guys in there, late game situations, because, listen, guys, just face it. They're not ready yet. They're not ready yet. And he's already told them that they want to compete. Troy Weaver wants to compete. He's already said that. So they're going to compete. They're going to put the guys, the, the vets, they're going to put them in. They paid them more. Okay, they're going to play. And not only that. I'm sure they want to move, like, someone like Derrick Rose near the trade deadline, get some draft compensation back or some young guys back, and go from there. That's why they're going to play right now. They'll have, after the tra- after the trade deadline, when we know we're done, like we're bad, you know, we're gonna okay wherever we're at, and we trade our assets. We're, Killian's going to play a lot more when Derrick Rose is gone, okay? He's going to play a lot more. He's going to have more games under his belt, practices, all that. He's gonna play more. But with Killian, he's obviously showed he's struggle. He's struggling. Okay. I mean, yesterday Kelly Oubre just manned up, like grown manned him. He sunned him. Just got up in his got up in his grill, took the ball, dunked. I mean, it was bad. And he hurt his ankle. Killian, he'll grow. It's only four games, guys. Not every freaking superstar is gonna like Giannis. Are you? I mean, I'm not comparing killing to Giannis, but come on, guys. It takes time for some of these players. I'd love to have a guy come in and just impact like a Donovan Mitchell, but that's not who we drafted, and I hate that because we haven't had a guy like that in a long time. But that's just who we're going with. Lastly. Um, Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. He's got a you know high motor, loves the rebound, plays a little physical. Um haven't seen much on the offensive end, but I'm sure I will, you know, through time. But he seems like a good like a backup center right now. He'll do his job, get boards, kick out. That's all we need him to do. Give him time. That's that's just like the main message to these guys right here. Give those time, give them time. Those three people remember Killian's 19. What, Seiko 19, too? I think Seiko's 19, too. Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, rookies. Give them time to grow, please. Okay, let's see where they're at a year from now. I agree, they've especially Killian, they've struggled. Well, not all of them have struggled, but Killian has struggled. I agree with that, and he hasn't shown the seventh-round worthiness. I mean, not seventh-round, seventh-pick worthiness yet. But I'm still optimistic to give them time, and I think everybody should be too. Okay? The guys will be paid a lot. They're going to play. These guys will play later. And it's entertaining to watch the Pistons. Happy I'm going to keep watching them. Lastly, Let's move on to um, some Michigan State basketball. So Northwestern's pretty good this year, I guess. Huh. Um, what are they three and oh now? In the Big Ten? Let me pull this up real quick. Let's see. Standings, yeah. Three and one. Three and one. That's what they are. MSU, though. Let's talk about let's talk about MSU. Michigan's 2-0. They're taking care of their business so far. Okay. Can't say much about them. Um We're going to have our power rankings next week, by the way, since I'm the only one doing the show. We'll do the power rankings next week, get together, talk about it. Um, But Michigan State, I said they were going to be a good team, and I still believe that. You guys got to remember who's the coach for the Michigan State Spartans. His name's Tom Izzo. I don't know if you guys forgot about him. He's usually figured it out, you know, when it comes to March. When it comes January, like when it becomes crunch time, he's figured it out. They've been three 0 you know, a couple they've gone, they've gone three game losses multiple times in the last couple of years. It's okay. They'll get their modes over. I know Tom Tom Izo is a great coach, and I think everybody knows that. They'll find a way back. I still think this team is very good. Again, they don't have that one guy. They don't have that one guy. Maybe Rocket will step up, okay? Maybe Joey Hauser, who's, you know, been doing a lot for them. But they're a good, solid team that got depth, and that's important. That's important. But the Big Ten is very good, very, very good. And they got some dangerous teams, and I say Wisconsin's one of them. I, You know what I love about um, college too? I think the the teams that are just undervalued the most, I think the teams that are fourth, fifth year guys play together for a long time. Those seniors are dangerous, man. I know you all, I know if any of you played high school sports, the seniors, like it's just different. They play better with each other. The chemistry is there. They care more and that's dangerous. I think Wisconsin's, you know, very good team. That's why they beat Michigan State. I, th- I watched that game. Michigan State should have won. Um, they got to play better defensively, though. They want to win games. Can't give up Can't give up a lot of points in the Big Ten. I expect to score as, as many as them. So Michigan State, let's take it easy on them, okay? Let's not get a – oh, they're done. They're over. How many times have we said that? And they've come back and they've done some great things. Okay? Don't ever count Tom Izzo out. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Michigan State guy. I'm a Mich- I am a go to Michigan State. You know, personally, I like Michigan and Michigan State. I like watching the, both of those teams succeed. But never count out Tom Izzo at all. You just can't. He's always somehow figured it out in some way. Even with not as talented teams, this team's talented though. They got some talent. They got some. They got they got some one dimensional guys, okay. But together they can form a nice, nice five on the court. So that's it for today's show. Um, you listen thank you for listening happy new year's happy holidays to everybody at home it's home for the holidays uh if you're listening to this um i've had fun doing this podcast and i plan on doing it more because i just love talking i love talking sports i watch it watch it all the time it's part of what i did growing up um and i can be wrong a lot and I can be right sometimes. Um, but again, if you're tuning into this show, thank you very much for watching. I appreciate it. This show has helped me, you know, get out of my comfort zone a little bit um, and do a little bit more, I guess. And it's just good to chat it up. So again, thank you for you guys for watching. Happy holidays. Hope you're all safe. 2020 is coming to an end. Happy New Year. Hopefully 2021 is a hell of a lot better than 2020. So you guys stay safe out there. And we will see you next time on the Motor City Misery Podcast.